From the book of Matthew, chapter 21. Jesus said to them, Did you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. And he who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces. But on whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parable, they understood that he was speaking about them. When they sought to seize him, they feared the people because they considered him to be a prophet. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. The website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. And uh, I thank all of you for your support. You know, censorship and cancellation of Christian content is growing and becoming more fierce and hostile. So I just ask you continue to pray for the work that I'm doing here and pray for the uh, ministry and, and ministries around the world and, uh, you know, that God's protection would be upon uh, works like this. And I just thank you for your support and prayers. Today, we are resuming our study in the Acts according to the Apostles. And we are, or Acts according to the Apostles. Yeah, the Acts of the Apostles, rather. And we're ready for chapter 13, which kind of deals with this very first missionary journey where they actually send out a couple of apostles separate a couple of apostles to go out and share the gospel. And uh, it happens to be Paul and Barnabas. And then uh, we have a the second time in the book of Acts that we've run into some false prophet who's using legit sorcery and magic. And then we also have Paul. He finally gets fed up with the Jewish rejection of the gospel and says, I'm just go I'm going to the Gentiles. I'm going to the Gentiles from here on out. And that is what is on the agenda for this morning. I've prayed in the name of Jesus that the words would go forth through pierced hearts and cause many of you to draw closer to our Lord and Savior. With that backdrop, let's begin our study for this morning. The book of Acts, chapter 13. Verse 1. Now there was at Antioch, in the church that was there, prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simon, who was called Niger, and Lucas of Cyrene, and Manan, whom had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed they, and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to 
Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And then when they reached Salamis, they began to proclaim the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they also had John as their helper. And when they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they found a magician, a Jewish false prophet whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Alamus, the magician, for so his name is translated, was opposing them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who was also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze on him and said, You who are full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to make the crooked the straight way of the Lord? Now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and not see the sun for a time. And immediately a mist and a darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking those who would lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when they saw what had happened, being amazed at the teaching of the Lord. Now please note. So here we have this interaction with this, this false prophet, as it's called. Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus, but he's also named Elimus. Anyway, they're teaching, but this false prophet keeps coming in and trying to undermine the truth of the gospel, right? And Paul finally gets fed up, and it says that he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he fixed his gaze on this man, and he said, You, who are full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to make crooked the straight ways of the Lord? And of course... He prof Paul prophesies over him, you're going to be blind, which is exactly what happens. And because of this amazing miracle in the sight of all the proconsul, they believed upon the Lord. Uh, this is also where we finally see Paul uh, go from Saul to Paul as far as how he's referred to in the scriptures. So if you go to verse 9, chapter 13, it says, But Saul, which is the last time the name Saul would be mentioned referring to Paul, who was also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze on him. And from here on out, he's called Paul. Now, a lot of times in, in Christian circles, we get taught that when that when Saul is saved and converted, he becomes Paul. Like, almost, people almost think that his name was, like, changed by God, uh, like Abraham, like Abram to Abraham, or uh, Jacob to Israel. But that's not the case. He's, he just happens to have two names, one of them being his Hebrew name, Hebrew name, Shaul, and the other one being his Roman name, Paul, because he's also a Roman citizen. No need to focus on that. It's not really that important. It's just there's just this misconception about, about this because people don't read the Bibles for themselves. And these little simple things can be confused, and they just happen to irritate me, so I bring them up. I want to read a short commentary for you from Matthew Henry because it really spoke to me. And it's dealing with this issue with this false prophet. Um, here's what he says about this section that we just read. He said, Satan is 
in a special manner busy with the great men and men of power to keep them from being religious. For their example will influence many. Saul here is the first time called Paul and never after Saul. Saul was his name as he was a Hebrew and Paul was his name as he was a citizen of Rome. Under direct influence of the Holy Ghost, he gave Elymas his true character, but not in passion. A fullness of deceit and mischief together make a man indeed a child of the devil. And those who are enemies of the doctrine of Jesus are enemies to all righteousness, for in it all righteousness is fulfilled. The ways of the Lord Jesus are the only right ways to heaven and to happiness. There are many who not only wander from these ways themselves, but set others against these ways. They commonly are so hardened that they will not cease to do evil. The proconsul was astonished at the force of the doctrine upon his own heart and conscience, and at the power of God by which it was confirmed. The doctrine of Christ astonishes, and the more we know of it, the more reason we shall wonder at it. Those who put their hand to the plow and look back are not fit for the kingdom of God. Those who are not prepared to face opposition and endure hardship are not fitted for the work of ministry. And that is some commentary from Matthew Henry. It just really spoke to me. You know, there's, there's people that are just so filled with evil. They're just so at odds with the creator that they make it their mission to interrupt and destroy the things of God. And it's, it's disgustingly evil, but that's what they do. And they, they can't help it. Likewise, for those of us who work in ministry, I have to remind myself of this constantly. If you're going to do this work, number one, you decided to do it. This is me talking to myself, by the way. You decided to do it. Therefore, you put your hand to the plow so don't be looking back at the old life, at the old way, because people who put their hand to the plow, and that's actually scripture that he's quoting, and look back are not fit for the kingdom. Likewise, if you're not prepared to face opposition and endure hardship, you're also not fit for the work of ministry because you're going to be in a war, right? What's happening? Paul's just trying to share the good news, right? Just trying to share the good news of Jesus, and here comes this man of Satan, this false prophet, trying to interrupt and cause chaos and discredit the truth of the gospel. So if you're going to work in ministry, and in some ways we're all called to do some ministry, you have to understand that, you're, that you've stepped on the battlefield and there's going to be opposition. There's going to be some hardship. There's going to be some struggling. And that's, a, that's just the reality of it. All right. So the man's blind. Here we go. Back to verse 13. We're going to hear a sermon uh, from Paul. Now Paul and his companions put out to sea from Paphos and came to Perga and Pamphylia. But John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But going from Perga, they arrived in Pisidon, Antioch. And on the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and they sat down. 
And after the reading of the law and the prophets, and the synagogue officials sent to them, saying, Brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say it. And Paul stood up and motioned with his hand and said, Now please note, I, I believe that it's very possible that, you know, when they would go into the synagogues on the, on the Sabbath, they would hear a reading from the law and a reading from the prophets. I believe those are what we do on Fridays. The same tradition, the the prophet's portion and the um, Torah portion schedule. Um, I just there's so many examples of this. Uh, when when Jesus goes into the synagogue at one time and he reads, he reads from Isaiah, which I believe he was reading from the prophet's portion, which was on the schedule, which just happened to be that day, which also happened to fit with the prophecy that he was given. I just believe that there's something to it. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why we do it, uh, not just for the tradition, but, um, for one of those, that's one reason why, uh, I do it on this podcast and I think it's interesting. Uh, so after the reading of the law and the prophets and synagogues, the officials sent saying to brethren, if you have any word, so they, so they do their reading and they say, has anybody got a word? And Paul stood up and motioning with his hands and he said, men of Israel and you who fear God, listen the God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with an, umli- with an uplifted arm, he led them out from it for a period of about 40 years. He put up with them in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about 450 years. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. And then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for forty years. And after he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified and said, I have round David, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will from the descendants of this man according to promise. God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, after John had proclaimed before his coming a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And when John was completing his course, he kept saying, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he, but behold, one is coming after me, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brethren, sons of Abraham's family, and those among you who fear God, To us the message of this salvation has been sent. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers recognizing neither him nor the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled these by condemning him. And though they found no ground for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. And when they had carried out all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this promise to our children, and that he raised up Jesus, as it is also written, In the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. 
As for the fact that he raised him up from the dead, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to undergo decay. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things from which could not be freed through the law of Moses. Therefore, take heed so that the things spoken of in the prophets may not come upon you. Behold, you scoffers, and marvel and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work which you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. Please note he's quoting Habakkuk there. Behold, you scoffers, and marvel and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, which you would not believe, though someone described it to you. As Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas were going out, the people kept begging that these things might be spoken to them next Sabbath. Now when the meeting of the synagogue had broken up, many of the Jews and of the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them were urging them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowd, they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first since you repudiated it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord, and as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. By the way, that's an interesting phrase. Who believed? Those who were appointed. Those who were chosen by God believed. Believed to eternal life. Verse 49, And the word of the Lord was being spread through the whole region. But the Jews incited the devout women of prominence and the leading women of the city and incendiated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of the district. But they shook off the dust from their feet and in protest against them went to Enconium. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And that, my friends, is the end of Acts chapter 13. So they go into the synagogues. Paul gives this big message. And you know, one of the statements that Paul makes in his writings is he says, I become all things to all people. In other words, know who your audience is. And so he knows that he's got a Jewish audience, so he appeals to the things that they know. And he starts with the story of Exodus and all the way through David. And then he reminds them of John the Baptist. And then he tells the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. And a bunch of people believe, and they beg him to come back and talk about it next Sabbath day. And so he does. 
And then the Jews are jealous because of the multitudes of the crowds. And so what do they do? They decide to cause trouble. Paul finally says, you know what? We're done here. We're going to take this to the Gentiles, which we've been commanded to do anyway. Verse 47, he says, for the Lord has so commanded us, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. And he starts to take his message to the Gentiles. And I read to you how Jesus told the religious people in the book of Matthew. He says, therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. And the Pharisees, when they heard this, they understood that he was talking about them. They sought to seize him, but they feared the people and considered him a prophet. So you can go read Matthew chapter 21 in its entirety, and you get the parables that Jesus tells about this whole situation. Uh, I'm not going to take time to read it this morning. I hope and pray that you've been blessed, uh, that you've been strengthened and encouraged in your faith this morning through hearing the word And uh, thank you for uh, giving me your time. That's all I have for you. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.